welcome to On the Preds with me, your host, Alex Darty of A to Z Sports. And also here is Sean Smith of A to Z Sports. We are here to talk about the Preds. It is episode 71, March 13th. We are ready to roll. We've got a fun topic for today. Uh, but first, we've got to talk about the Nashville Predators, Sean. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they had a pretty good road trip, don't you think? Uh, you know, if if you were going to hope for a specific outcome on the road trip, I think this is about as good as you could have expected. Yeah. In my opinion. It's, yeah. it's pretty solid. Four, one, and one, right? Yep. Four, one, and one on that road trip. A lot of uh, a lot of games that against teams that are not very good. So you needed to beat a lot of those teams. I mean, you needed to beat Chicago. You needed to beat Anaheim. You needed to beat Vancouver, and you didn't. <laughs> you lost in sh- a shootout. You needed to beat Arizona, and you lost to them pretty bad. Uh, but you beat Los Angeles, which they're a pretty good team. Yeah. And uh, Florida, ahead of you in the standings, they're they're pretty good too. So not bad wins. Um, and we are now trending towards the final. There's 18 games left. Big week this coming week in Nashville. Uh, and the team is five points out of a playoff spot. There's 18 games left. If they get somewhere around 25 points out of those 18 games, I think they are probably in the playoffs. That's going to be a tough thing to do, though, Sean. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I, <clears throat> I feel like even though they're hanging close, you know, they're within five points. I think as the games tick by, it's going to take, I'd say, some wins against some really good teams that I just don't know that that's going to happen while also relying heavily on a couple of other teams to lose some games that they should probably win very easily. So you're going to have to have two things line up. One, the Preds are going to have to win some games that they uh, probably on paper shouldn't win. And some other teams are going to have to lose some games that on paper they probably should win. So, you know. They don't play the games on paper. They play the games on ice. (laughs) You're exactly right. That's why they call it ice hockey. If they played them on paper, you'd be going through a lot of paper. But anyways, we've got uh, some fun stuff to talk about today. Uh, I I did want to – well, actually, can we at least mention – and I didn't pull the video, but um, Tommy Novak is on a heater. (laughs) Man, he sure is. Tommy Novak on a heater. I had a stat pulled that I – I was almost going to put out there into the Twitterverse, but I decided to hold off on it because I want to see if he scores again that I think will be um, – it'll be even better. Because I think hmm. – so it has to do with how old he is, which is – he's 25, and and how many points he has. So it has something to do with that, but also like how much he's played because he hasn't played that much, but he's still – he has 60 point. I'm sorry, he has 34 points in his first 60 NHL games. For an for a Nashville Predator player, that's pretty dang good. I mean, that's pretty like good. That's a really solid number. Uh, he's only twenty, but he's twenty five. He's not like a rookie. He's not twenty one. It's just this. It's kind of. It's such a strange career for for Tommy Novak. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's just been a lot of fun to watch. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, and I, I don't I don't often share things like this, but I was talking to a, a good friend who was a big. And continues to be a big Matthias Ekholm fan. Very, I don't want to use the word upset because that's too strong of a word, but but sad to see Ekholm go, if that makes sense. You know, a little bit 
a little bit down in the dumps about it, but they, they recently have said, you know, now that I don't get to watch Ekholm play for the Predators, really enjoying this Tommy Novak kid. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think it's the way he plays. And I think, I, I think you and I have both written about Novak. I know I've written about him maybe two or three times, um, but uh he definitely grabs your attention. He's making really good passes. He's making really smart plays. And I uh, like what he brings to the ice every night. It's It's been fun to watch that kind of develop and pay off. His his offensive skill is it's a nice blend of a lot of things. So, like, you see players – like, think about – okay, I mean, let's just talk about Ellie Tolvanen real quick. So, like, the, the knock on Ellie Tolvanen was he had one skill, right? I mean, clearly right. more than one skill now. But uh, – <laughs> But then there's like, uh, all right, so so Ryan Johansson has like incredible. He's very good at passer. He's not fast, and he's not. He doesn't shoot enough. He doesn't doesn't trigger. He's not trigger happy. Craig Smith was a speedy shooter guy, but not a really great passer and not great in space, and you know had had weaknesses. Um, let's take Cali uh, Yarncroke. Cali Yarncroke, real. Real physical, good, good balance all around, but nothing great all you know in one particular cat- category. But I think Tommy Novak has a lot, a nice blend of like he's he's great at finding the offensive space. That's what I noticed when I went back and watched a lot of his stuff. Uh, he's great, at, you know, once once he gains the puck in the offensive zone, he's great at finding wherever there's an open area. Uh, now, some games there's more open area than others, but th- that's just what stands out to me. But he also is just like he's he's equally as likely to to make a great pass as he is to shoot accurately, and that's you just don't see that very often with no. forward prospects coming up. So. No, it, it's it's been impressive. Again, I think you just you're getting you know what do they call it in baseball when a guy can do it? He's like a five tool player or something like that. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think you're you've got a. I think he doesn't that. I don't think he has the speed quite. I mean, he's not like the fastest dude, but he's like probably Forsberg fast. I mean, Forsberg's never been the fastest guy, but he's got that right. kind of speed. And and or early on, Forsberg, that the, the issue was like, is he going to be physical enough? Obviously, Forsberg turned into a very physical player. Wonder if Tommy Novak is going to take a page from Philip Forsberg and get physical and start throwing hip checks out there. And that would be a nice next step, something to watch over the next couple of years. Yeah. Old Thomas. The other thing about uh old Thomas Novak is uh boy, the Minnesota hockey fans, they they will find tweets about him and, and put them out there. There's a lot of really avid Minnesota hockey fans, obviously, state of hockey. But uh yeah, every tweet I have with Tommy Novak, just Minnesota fans jump in there like, yeah, Novi. Pretty cool. But anyways, <laughs> Tommy Novak hour is over. And we switched to uh, what I thought would be a fun exercise. We're going to talk about the future. I was thinking about this today, about like what could this team look like. We've done stuff like this before. I think we did it last year or something like this. I don't know if it was five years or I don't know. Do you remember when we did this? Maybe beginning of the season, we talked about what the team would look like in five years, like what the team would look like. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I I guess we kind of did that. This is going to be a little different. This is just going to be bold. This is just going to be five bold predictions. You have five and I have five. Okay. We know will come true in the next five years. So, yeah, if if that if that episode was more about like figuring out the lineup, this is going to be here's five things that will happen in the next five years. So it might might be next year, could be in three years, could be in five years. Okay. That's I'm good. Okay, and you've got yours, right? I've I've got mine. 
Okay. We haven't uh, we haven't discussed this beforehand. We have not. We have not no. discussed this. And these are I think that these are bold. I, I I'm titling mine bold predictions. I don't know if you're calling yours bold, but I think these are some of these are maybe people are going to be surprised uh, or maybe think that I'm crazy for this. But the first one is maybe my least bold. I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll see. We'll see what you think. I think sometime in the next five years, Luke Evangelista will lead the team in goals. Ooh. Sometime in the next five years. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, that's a bold prediction. I think that's what... <laughs> you say you think that one's the least bold? Maybe it's not the least bold. Maybe my other ones are real bold. Well, I... <clears throat> I don't know. I mean... He's 21 now. In in five years, you know, within five years, he'll, he'll turn 26. By that time, the Forsberg contract runs out. So, you got to think about this. Think, Forsberg contract – no, I'm sorry. The Forsberg contract won't worry. Forsberg will still be on the team. Forsberg will be 33, though. And Duchesne will definitely be gone by then. Uh, so, my thought was – my thought was that that Evangelista would become a, a top scoring option – and that that's probably their best scoring option right now. Now, who knows what else they could get. But uh, I just thought that maybe he would be less of a passer and more of a scoring threat, especially on the power play. So that was that was where I thought about it. Well, I, I don't I mean, I think it's, it's I'm just going off the fact that we have very small sample size. Yeah. You know, so it, I, I mean, it it seems logical. It's reasonable. Um, it could happen. You're right. Could happen. I can already um, see people are going to read clip this and be like look what look what this idiot said <laughs> Luke evangelist to like falls off and never does anything well there's there's potential for that but anytime you put yourself out there on the internet you know what you're signing up for right that's right that's definitely okay true. okay what's right. your first one i think i'll go with what i think will be I, i'm going to do this i'm going to make one of my my least bold prediction and i'm going to just add a sweetener in on it okay all right. So I think at some point. Wait, what? I'm writing yours down. Oh, okay. Well, good. I type mine out. I uh, not good with pencils. So um, you're so sharp. <laughs> Always hurt yourself. Yeah, you got to be careful. Um, that's a bold take. Pencils are sharp. <laughs> pencils are sharp. Be careful, folks. You never know when you could receive a puncture wound. All right. Here's the thing. I think sometime in the next five years, I don't think this is very bold. You probably aren't going to think it's very bold either, that you have Askarov as the starter, full-time starter. Okay? Okay. Think that's fair? Do you want to hear the sweetener? Oh, oh yeah. What's this? I was waiting for the sweetener. because that, that, I think that makes sense. What's the sweetener? I think Pecorine that... is the backup? Wait, what? Pecorine is the backup? No. That would be a bold prediction, Alex. Okay. Askarov is a full-time starter, and? I predict that they're going to trade Soros at the deadline in the final year of his contract. At deadline. Wow. That's good. That's good. That's really good. So that would be in the 2025 season. Yeah. That's a bold prediction. That is. That he'd be, He would be 30. He'd be a UFA. Yeah. That, that is bold, but I, I – I could, I could definitely see that. I think yours is less bold than mine. I'm not I'm rethinking mine. Thinking that it's going to be pretty. Wow. I just predicted that Luke Evans. Well, I mean, it could happen in five. I could definitely see it in five years. He's 26 years old. That's how old Forsberg was like 24 when he basically took over the 
offensive scoring threat of the team. I mean, yeah, it's not crazy. Well, but I mean, too. I mean, I mentioned I called yours out for small sample size. Let's look at the Askarov sample size. <laughs> One game. <laughs> One game. And I mean, they've never traded Saros before. So I, I was just in awe the other night. I'm sure you saw the play he just made the other night where he <laughs> I mean, played the puck out and toe dragged around that guy. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent about Askarov, but I just had this vision of like, he, this, this dude has the potential to revolutionize the position. Yeah. I mean, like, in, you see this in soccer where there's, you know, some of the top goalkeepers in soccer are very much like a, a, an 11th an 11th player out there. They're, they're not just stopping goals. Like they're activating the defense and they're playing the ball out and they're, you know, sending passes that like, why couldn't you have a, a goaltender in hockey do that? Now it's extremely dangerous to do what he did in that game because you're going to give up a lot of easy goals that way. But I don't know. I mean, he's really athletic and very, very skilled. So maybe there's room for that kind of thing. A little bit more of an activating goaltender. Yeah. You know, years ago, I mean, 20 years ago, maybe not even 20 years ago, but at least 20 years ago, let's say 30 years ago in the 90s, you never would have seen a defenseman, a very few defensemen were like activating and, and skating around the, the offensive zone and weaving in and out like the way Roman Yossi does. Like, it just didn't happen. Like, You just said the 90s were 30 years ago. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, 30 years ago. I mean, like, there were a few players that did stuff like that, but, like, not the big ones, not the good ones. I mean, like, Chris Pronger wasn't doing that. Al McKinnis wasn't doing that. So, anyways. You got me there. Sorry. Let's, let's uh, Let's move on. All right, my second bold prediction. Sometime in the next five years, Cody Glass is going to wear the A. Okay. Not the C, because that's going to be Roman Yossi, but Cody Glass will wear the A. I kind of stole this one from someone I saw on Twitter who mentioned this, and I was like, huh, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. Because, like, once you get the uh, – I mean, let's think – I don't really recall – it's changed so much recently because the the captaincy situation has, has been weird – or not captaincy, but the, the leadership situation has been strange yeah. because they traded Matias Ekholm and now Forsberg's out. And so it's like, who's on? who has an A right now? It's like – Sissons. Say it again. McDonough and Sissons both have them. McDonough and Sissons both have A's right now. McDonough only had one after they traded Ekholm, right? Sissons has one. Sissons has always had one, though. Or hasn't no. he? No, it was the first time he wore one. Okay. And I guess, was that because... Unless it was, unless it was in, like, an emergency backup A situation, but... Oh. <clears throat> So like, but I, I think, you know, McDonough, I don't know, maybe he, maybe that's a permanent thing or not. I don't know. Sissons, probably that's a temporary thing, but like, okay. So Duchesne doesn't have one, but he, it'd be weird for him to just like get one next year. Right. Johansson, he's probably going to get traded. So he probably won't have one. Uh, I could see Cody. Is that a bold prediction? That is not one of my bold predictions. No. Johansson getting traded. No. I just think like Cody Glass has the ability to, I, I think, he's like a very likable guy. A lot of people in that room like him. I think he's, he's present enough. He's skilled enough to sort of lead. He seems like um, the kind of guy that would be the best person you'd want talking to the ref. Cause that's kind of what the, the cap, the leadership supposed to be. It's supposed to be like interacting with the referees and the other team and all that kind of stuff. I just think he would be a good representative representative of that. So I'm going to yeah. predict that Cody glass wears the a at some point. 
I, I went over to the the Predators roster at the NHL.com roster website, whatever that thing is, because yeah. they normally have the C's and A's listed. Oh, yeah, do they? Um, uh, yeah, they do have it listed as Sissons and McDonough. So I, I wonder if maybe that's just what they've done because Granlin had an A and Eckholm had an A, and they're both gone. Right. Right. That was those were the only A's out there. I, I want to say maybe Johansson had one on for a game if somebody was out. But um, where does it show that? Where does it show the? I'm not. I'm looking at it now. Where does it show the A's and the C's and all that? Where, where are you? Oh, I got it. Never mind. I, I see it. I mean, okay. it, was, it was right there. I can only see your face. <laughs> no, oh, I, no, I got it. I got it now. Yeah, Sisson. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. So, anyways, we, we've we've covered that. So, Cody Glass, sometime in the next five years, he's going to wear an A. All right. Next. Okay. next. okay my next one. Let's, I'm, let me see. I don't want to go. Okay. I'm going to put this one out there just because it's not very bold. Um, plus, it's also kind of shapeless and nebulous. You ready? Yeah. Two words. Shea Weber. Wait a minute. Is that it? That's the whole prediction. As far as I got. As far as I got. I don't okay. know if they, right. they do something to let him come back and retire yeah. as a predator. Or, or I think you're right. Something, something happens with Shea Weber. I don't know what he it is. Nailed it. I think he's going to be like a he's going to be like a special alumni coach thing like they did with Rene. No, you're right. Yeah. You're definitely that, right. So his contract is up 2026. That finally, you know, he'll finally play his last game with the Arizona Coyotes. He'll skate off the ice in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, <laughs> Thanks to all. Well, to will they be in with, Phoenix? I don't know. To the thunderous applause of four thousand, and uh, and he will skate uh, and then sign a one day contract with the Nashville Predators to retire a predator. I, that's a something. great one. Yeah. That again, I don't know exactly what it is, but something is going to happen to where he's back for something. I don't know if they're going to, you know, let him retire a predator uh retire his number i kind of doubt they retire his number but um something's gonna happen and i don't think it's gonna be necessarily a super long-term thing but something in the next five years shea weber something with shea weber the next something five with shea weber that's got it that's Perfect. it all right yeah. i'm gonna skip the next one i have because i'm gonna save it for the end i, I think i realized that's my that might oh. be my oldest oldest one um yeah. my next one is I don't know. May, I'll see what you think about this being bold. But sometime in the next five years, the Preds will play in another Western Conference final. Okay. Thoughts? Well, let, let me go ahead and just – I hope I'm not jumping the shark here, but I'll tell you mine because there's related, uh, related uh, prediction here. Okay. Okay. I say that in year five, this was the five-year span we're talking about. Five years from now, the Predators are likely going to be considered a cup contender. Okay, so you worded it differently. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think my, so. I, I think the way I interpret our two takes there. Okay. I think you are my, my timeline on how quickly they will become competitive. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit ahead of yours. Because just being considered a cup contender, I mean, how many cup contenders are there right now? There's probably like eight or nine or ten. But not all those are going to go to the Western Conference Final. No, I don't – I mean, I meant stronger than that. I meant like – Okay. Like this is like – Favorite to win it? 
Yeah, like an odds-on favorite or, or something like that. Like, like Boston right now. Like maybe yeah, or like the 2018 Preds that were the President's oh, Trophy winners that okay. seemed like you know locked and loaded and ready to go all the like way. A top three, top two team in the league. Okay, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Then that's in year five. In that case, in that case, yeah, maybe maybe we're right right together. I I just think that they'll make the Western Conference Final. I don't I I, I don't know that they'll even be contenders. I just think I could I could see a scenario in which they got a bunch of young guys, they've retooled, they've reloaded. Maybe they have a new coach. Maybe they've got some new structures going on. Maybe they've got a whole little different mindset in, in their uh, organization with Barry Trotz in charge. And uh, they, they make a run sometime in the next five years and get to the Western yep. Conference Final. Obviously, it doesn't mean they win it, but getting there would be a huge, huge uh, boost. Yep. I, I, I think so. I think we're on the same page with that. Now, I should have done this one a little bit ago because it's related to one of yours. Um, oh, okay. But I think – now I'm rethinking this. They're bold predictions, Alex. I know. I I think – Be bold. Oh, man, this is this is really bold. I need to do some research. But I my, one of my bold predictions for the next five years, Askarov is going to win a Vezina Trophy. That's bold. <laughs> That's a bold prediction. Let's see. I, I want to. I, I just the reason I, the research I want to do is I want to find out the youngest Vezina Trophy winner. I, I think someone wanted up right now. Real young. I'm gonna get the youngest Vezina winner. Ambarasso won it. He was 18 years old. Okay. Wow. Good That's gracious. That's that's crazy. Just a he baby it, out there. But he won it in 83-84 where, like, basically you could lose every game and be the Vezina Trophy. Like, they were scoring nuts. Scoring was bananas in the 80s. Mm. So he probably wasn't even that good. Huh. <laughs> so they had to give it – what I'm saying is they had to give it to somebody. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, all right, yeah, I'm going to stick with it. But Askarov going to win it in the next five years. Now, he's going to have to, first of all, become the starter – in five years. Right. Uh, I just think, you know, he has the capability of being that kind of guy. And if he's, when, by the time he's 25 years old, he will be the starter for sure. Okay. And I think 25 years old for a, for a goalie of his level is like, that's, that's what he's going to be at his peak, I think. And, and just continue on from there. How old is Andre Vasilevsky? Andre Vasilevsky is 28. He won his at, how old was he when he won his? Do some crunching some numbers here. He was 24. Andre Vasilevsky won a Vezina Trophy at age 24. Okay. I think very likely that, not very likely, but it's possible that Askarov could do the same thing. Win it okay. at 4.25. And it goes hand in hand with your prediction. Both of those could come true. They Askarov becomes the starter. Trading Soros away at the deadline next year, Oscarov yeah. comes starter and wins it. Okay. All right. What's your next one? Okay. This one, it's not going to be a popular one. I'm going to tell you that people aren't going to like it. People probably take to the streets, um, but I'm willing to accept the backlash. I'm going to say that at some point in the next five years, and I don't know the circumstances, I don't know the reasons, Alex, I'm not. I'm not a fortune teller. I'm just a bold predictor. Yeah. 
Okay. Understand I'm making predictions. I don't have to explain how it happens. I don't have to explain why it happened. I'm just going to tell you that it's going to happen. It's a bold prediction. And here's my bold prediction. Some point over the next five years, either Roman Yossi or Philip Forsberg gets traded. Wow. Yeah. That's a bold prediction. So, so a lot of things would have to happen to get there. Not a fortune teller. Yeah. What is bold? I mean, I, I between the two, I would think Forsberg is the more likely. Um, okay. I just feel like Roman Roman Yossi is probably never getting traded, and he has the full the full new no move clause. I know, I know, you've already said like it doesn't matter how it happens because those things can be waived. You can work with players and and see if they'll they'll waive that stuff. Yeah. Um. The Forsberg one, I think, would be – it would have to be pre- – it's, it's going to be a while before he's going to be in a place to to be okay waving that. Just saying. Yeah. It's just a bold prediction. Okay. I think, Again, that's, your, I think that's your boldest one, actually. You're probably right. Sure. The other one my, – my last prediction is probably not super bold. It just – it's going to seem bold from the sense that it's not something that, that, that the fans are used to, honestly. It's, yeah. it's been a while, but it'll make more sense when I predict yeah. it boldly. Well, let me give you my last one. It also has to do with Roman Yossi. I think that within in five years, not, with, not within five years, but in five years, the summer of 2028, when Roman Yossi is a UFA that he will announce his retirement. Roman Yossi will retire a Nashville Predator. He will not sign another contract with another team. He will not sign another contract with the Predators. He will retire at the ripe old age of 37 in summer of 2028. Hmm. Okay. I'll even do that thing where he's like announced at the beginning of the year. It's going to be my last year and have a little hurrah where he goes around, you know, gets presents. Oh, do they do that? They go around and get presents? Well, <laughs> I mean, it happened with Wayne Gretzky. I don't know if it happened with oh. many others, but like, yeah, Wayne Gretzky's final year, he was like every single place he went, they were like giving him gifts and doing a little thing beforehand. This is our last time that yeah, the Wayne Gretzky will be playing in the, you know, United Center or whatever. Yeah. And then he went and played baseball for a couple of years and then came back and played a few more seasons, right? That was Michael Jordan. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, the singer, Michael Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so that's my prediction. Those are my five. My five are Luke Evangelista will lead the team in goals. Cody Glass will wear the A. Roman Yossi will announce his retirement summer of 2028. Preds will play in another Western Conference final, and Yaroslav Askarov will win a Vezina trophy. Yours, and I'm, I know you're about to give your last one, Okay. Askarov will be the full-time starter. They will trade Saros at the deadline. That's the same one. Something with Shea Weber. Don't know what, but something. In year five, Preds will likely be considered a cup contender. Roman Yossi or Philip Forsberg will be traded. Write that one down. And your final bold prediction of the evening. Okay. It's it's probably not Wait. as exciting. Wait. 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 Because before we do that, Sean. Yeah. 
Yes, Alex. <laughs> we got to talk about relax the back. Oh, because if you want to relax your back, live better, feel better, and sleep better every day, you need to check out Relax the Back. They have tons of customized comfort options for the office, for relaxing at home, for sleeping at night, ergonomic office chairs, zero gravity chairs, all of them perfect for getting your spine in the correct position. It's a wonderful store. You've got to check it out. Uh, it's over there in Green Hills, 2020 Glen Echo Road. Beautiful showroom. You can sit in all the chairs. You can relax. You can check out the massage chairs. You can lay on the beds. You can use the pillows. You can talk to, most importantly, you can talk to Glenn, a sleep agent, and he's on hand every day. Uh, he will help you figure out your issues with sleeping, what's going on with you know your office situation, why is your back hurting, why are your feet hurting, all that stuff. He's really, really good, about, really knowledgeable, really good at uh, helping people solve their problems in that way. You really do need to check it out. It's at 2020 Glen Echo Road there in Green Hills. And uh, go in there, talk to Glenn. He owns the store, and he'll tell you about the four pillars of wellness, healthy sleep, healthy body, healthy work, and healthy mind. Perfect. All right. Now, now that we've got that uh, teased, here you go. Final bold prediction for Sean is what? Okay. Now, look, I I don't want you to think that, like, I, I really wimped out here on the last one, okay? But hear me out, all right? All it's right. been – it's been a while. It's been – don't. One week since you. Oh wait, no, sorry. Let's not go there. That doesn't end well. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, Alex. Listen, it's been a while. That's also a song. Don't go down that road either. Um, it's been a while since. It's been a while since uh, you've been covering the team, right? Yeah. You how long? How long has it been? This is year what for you? Uh, year nine. Year nine. Wow. I believe this is year six for me. Okay. And I don't know in my, I know in my time, this, this hasn't really been the case. And I'm not sure because I wasn't covering the team before I started covering the team. Um, so I'm curious if, if you can maybe give a little insight on this, but I think that within not even the next five years, but within the next two years, this is where it gets bold, is that the Predators are going to be known as a team with a lot of personality. And what I mean by that is you've got Askarov in the wings. He clearly has a big personality, as, as we've seen in person. We've seen the videos. I mean, and I'm not going to say like, oh, he has a shutout celebration or, oh, he... He has a win, so I mean, he's a goalie, and he has a personality on the ice, which is yeah, not something that some teams ever have, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think it's been really refreshing talking to Cody Glass in the locker room. Um, he has he has a sense of humor about things, and I've noticed. Um, hold on, I made notes. Let me find them. Okay, I noticed too that Tyson Berry seems to have a personality. Um, Tommy Novak is also an interesting character and Philip Tomasino likes to laugh and have a good time. And I'm afraid that when you start mixing all these factors together, you're going to have a team that's known for having guys with personality that like to laugh, that like to joke around and have a good time. And like we talked about in about five years, when they start kicking butts on the ice, they're going to be a team that everyone's going to get behind and really love. 
I, I, I like your prediction. I think it's an interesting one because I, I definitely did not know where you're going with that. And that's, it's, it's an interesting um, perspective. I, uh, a couple things to say. First of all, uh, two other names I was going to point out would be Afanasiev, who has maybe, yep. you said, maybe you said him, but I did not, but you're he right. has a lot of personality. And then um, I, I think probably Evangelista will be kind of a, I, like I, I think Evangelista probably will be a kind of a, a typical Canadian, <laughs> like very, very friendly, very nice, but also like popular. I mean, like just like a yeah. real popular dude, you know, I mean, like I, I don't, I, regardless of how he does on the ice, I think he's just, he's got that kind of personality. But what I was going to say was, so you asked me like the, the sort of history there. I, I think the, here's the problem. The, the first, not only were there a lot of players early on in the, franchise who didn't have a lot of personality you really had no ways of getting to it i mean like social media was not there true you didn't have a lot of tv camera interviews that were like all that interesting the the leading the most like visible fo- player really was david legwand who just is i mean not the most interesting person to talk to uh you had some you know, Tomas Bocu, it's either that or they were, you know, second language, English as second language people who just, it was not impossible to talk to them, but it was just like, you know, Kimo Timonen and, and Tomas Bocun. And then you had this, this era where they exploded, where they changed the league and they, they signed Paul Korea and Jason Arnott. And then you have Alexander Radiloff, ton of personality there. Uh, Mark Nierat, uh, they get Steve Sullivan and you get all these guys, JP Dumont. And, and the personality is more about like how fun the team is to watch. And like, it's an offensive fun team, you know, but like off that, you really didn't get to see a lot of that stuff off the ice. Um, so I think we have the benefit of a social media team on the team now. And then also a lot of social media uh, efforts to, to talk about who these guys are and, and talk about their stories and joke, make jokes and have little memes and stuff. Um, so like we're, we're kind of live in a fortunate time, but I think you are also right that it's also about the personalities. Like if you had TikTok in 1999, David Legwand would not be any more interesting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I just don't think he would be that interesting. Like even uh, like Scott Walker, I like Scott Walker. He was a Tom Fitzgerald, like, these guys were good players, but like, I, you know, are they really Tom Fitzgerald was, had, had a little bit of substance to him. Scott Walker, Greg Johnson, Kriva Krasov. Like these are just like work. These are just like blue collar dudes who just like went to work. And, um, you know, if you, if you put a camera in front of them and asked them like, you know, what's your favorite video game? They'd just be like Mario. <laughs> Tetris. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, so anyways, that's my take, but that's a good one. I don't know. I, it's just, I feel like that's something I think I just kind of see that starting to be something that's bubbling to the surface right now. And it, it makes things interesting. I mean, it, it makes things more exciting too, because I think it's easier to get behind a player or cheer for a player or become interested in, a player's success on the ice if it seems like they're a pretty cool person off the ice as well. Yeah. Um, and I think, and, and maybe that's a testament too, and maybe just uh, um, just a really big shout out to the social media team that the Predators have now. 
yeah. um, because you're starting to see those personalities kind of come to the surface and you're in there and maybe they're going in and, and finding those. I, I know that Yakov Trinan is literally just content waiting to happen. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the the Christmas tree shopping um, video just pleases and delights everyone who sees it. I mean, there's just a lot there that's just untapped potential right now, and I think they're getting to it. I, I think that's the important thing is the team's working on that. They're they're realizing that these guys and their personalities can. Did you see the, did, did you see the beneath the ice thing? Were you there for that? Were you around for that? Um, I think it was the 2014-15 season, maybe. Is that when when they had uh, when they were following like Eckholm and Forsberg and Yarncroke and and they yeah. were all Eckholm was giving Forsberg crap right. constantly, yeah, driving yeah. around Good. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, there and then there was the infamous scene where they're at the restaurant and it's it's Phil Forsberg and, and Colin Wilson and, may, and a few others, maybe Colton Sissons is there, and uh, they're talking about flat Earth. You remember this? No. Yeah, there's just a great clip of, of them talking about Flat Earth and Philip Forsberg. Uh, I think because at this, you got to remember, at this point, Flat Earth was just a joke. It wasn't like right. a legit scary theory that some people actually believed. It was yeah. just like a funny thing. It was just like almost a meme. And so at this point, so Philip Forsberg said he did he that he was a round Earth guy. He said, I'm a round Earth guy. <laughs> and there was just this picture that I had of, of Phil Forsberg and the caption said round Earth guy. Um, yeah. thought that was funny. There's a lot of really good early Philip Forsberg stuff. I mean, true. He he's he's been around for a while, and he's gonna be around for longer. And like that guy, that guy is another example of what you're talking about. He he has a lot of personality, and he's very much a a, a big. He's a much bigger figure now in Nashville. Obviously, he's yeah. married a, a a singer. Um, he's bought stake in the Nashville soccer club. I mean, he's he's just like. You know, he's like becoming a staple Nashvillian. Yeah. Who's just a hockey player, which is cool. And that's kind of what you want. I, David Leguan wasn't a state. I keep picking on David Leguan, but. <laughs> I feel like he's going to pick on you, Alex. There's I'm a lot of nervous. Players, there's a lot of players in those early years that you didn't, that, that didn't stick around. JP Dumont is JP Dumont is one that did, but like, and he wasn't even really an early guy. He, he was a, a, a mid guy, not mid as in, you know what I mean? But David Legwand, like Scott Walker, Greg Johnson, some of the defensemen did stick around. Like those guys like didn't, you know, they're not huge in, I don't know, maybe they're watching this right now and they're yelling at me, but um, I just come find like, you at the game. I think that, I think you're right. The, the, the level of, uh, of personality and, and involvement engagement that a lot of the current players and up and coming players have is encouraging. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, I have, I have two kids, you know, one's 13, one's eight, and they, they both love hockey. They both love the Predators. They've been watching it, you know, the, the younger one for pretty much his entire life, pretty religiously. Um, but they, you know, they respond really well to those things and they'll latch on to a player because they make them laugh. I mean, I, my daughter, huge PK Subban gal, because, the few times that she was at games or at practices or things like that and had a chance to interact at all, he joked around with her. And I mean, she wept when he was traded. She came home and packed all of her hockey stuff up in a box and put it in the hallway. Like I'm, I'm done with hockey. If there's no PK in Nashville, I, I can't mm -hmm. like hockey ever again. That, that gets the young fans in the door. And I think, you know, 
if, if you, I don't want to use the word exploit, but I think if you, you know, kind of explore that a little bit and say, you know, there's some value to doing this. I think, I think it benefits the team number one, but I think, you know, it, it makes the game more enjoyable for younger fans who, you know, let's be real here, have a much shorter attention span than, than the olds like me, the olds. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Good predictions. I think all of them will come true. All of them. 100%. All 10 of them. Um, big week this week. The Predators play tomorrow, uh, Tuesday against Detroit, and then Thursday against Chicago. An old uh, old Central Division rivalry week. Detroit mm. and Chicago. Uh, and then uh, Saturday against the Winnipeg Jets. All three home games, all three of them pretty big. I mean, um, you need to win those games against Detroit and Chicago. They're, they're teams that are below you in the standings. Winnipeg is a team you're chasing. So yeah, uh, you got to have three wins if you're going to consider yourself a, a contender. And then you go on the road Sunday at New York to play the Rangers. Um, that's going to be a tough, tough one to win. But um, yeah, big week. Hey, and New York has some old Central Division rivals now, too. What? What do you mean? New, the Rangers have some Central Division rivals now. They did. They did some trading, Alex, at the trade deadline. They've picked up some players. Oh, got some old central. Div- it gotcha. wasn't a good joke. I'm sorry. I, I thought I was, I was like, wait a minute. When were the Rangers in the central division? I, I it missed the mark. It was a good attempt, but got it. Tarasenko, Kane. Got it. Tarasenko and Patrick Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's gonna be a big week, and uh, I know I'll be there on on Tuesday. And then I'm going out of town this weekend. But so uh, David Legwand heard that and he's gonna be there too. So well he's probably watching, he's probably just fishing somewhere. I mean, I just that guy sounds like a guy that just spends hours fishing. Yeah. You guys can talk about it on Tuesday, I'm sure. I, I hate it. <laughs> I hate fishing so much. Okay. Just you're not helping your case. He's gonna come in real hot. He's gonna be pretty mad at old Alex Doherty. Sure he will. Yep. I still remember his first game, not as a Nashville Predator, when he came in for the Ottawa Senators. He went in the wrong, went in the wrong penalty box. He took he took a penalty in the first like five minutes and went to the wrong penalty box and then had to, wow. they had to kick him out and put in the right one. I'm sure, you guys can talk about it on Tuesday when he Ottawa comes and finds you. First game as coach, the three-one win over the Ottawa Senators. Wow, it's a quick recall there. It's good stuff. And Shea Weber scored. All right, um, we're going to close it out. So thank you for listening. We appreciate you following and listening to us uh, at A to Z Sports Podcast Network and on the YouTube channel. Um, until next week, follow me on Twitter at, XL- at AlexDarty1. Follow Sean at SCSNSH. And we'll see you, everyone, next week.